whatever you do, I hope you set your heart to it and walk to the very end, okay? You know, I do have this idea, though, that when you're dealing with things that you focus on purpose, you know, don't be on the side of defense. Be on the side of offense. In other words, be aggressive in whatever you do. And don't always be trying to stop something. Be on the other side where you want to do something, not just always stop something. Because if you're just trying to stop something, that's not going to last. What do you need to do? You need to replace it with something. Uh, Even the world teaches that. But in the idea of living for God, you want to always have the mindset of here's what I'm going to do, not what I'm going to defend. I mean, you have to defend things, but you're, you're only defending things when you're doing something, right? So keep that in mind, and we're going to trust God this year. I've got a lot of things I want to say to you. Uh, matter of fact, this week... I want to teach some things today, and I'm going to teach some things tomorrow online and on Wednesday. And so I'm going to take this week and I'm going to set some things in order because I really do, I I believe that a church should have focus. And the parable is the parable. We have a new year. You know, God understood the parable, and there is a nature in people that need to get focused every year. Isn't that true? Well, we're going to focus and we're going to trust the Lord to set in order some things. Last year was a very good uh, year for us, but I, I think it was a setup for better things personally. And so I, when I set my eyes to the new year, I asked the Lord, what is, it, what is it that you want to do this year? What is it that you want to do in me first? And then I say, in the ministry, in the church, what do you want to do, Lord? What do you want to set in order? Where would you like us to go? Because when God came to Israel and delivered them out of Egypt, what did, what did he say? Just get out of here. I just want to be free of Egypt. Where are we going, Lord? Don't worry about that. We're just going to get out of Egypt. Did he say that? Tell me. No. No. He said, hey, I have a better land for you that belongs to you. So to get you there, I'm going to deliver you from Egypt. But here's the word of the Lord. Let's get you to the promise of God. And that's the way God thinks. And so when we go there, we're going to go. And we're on our way right now. So praise God for that. How many of you have allowed the Lord to tell you what he desires of you for this year. Anybody? Or have you been too busy? I want to encourage you, do not think yourself separate to think that I can't allow the Lord to talk to me about what he wants to see in my life, in your life. God wants to see these things. And so I'll set some things in order and I'm going to encourage you. But last year, what a phenomenal year. I mean, the the, uh, the word of the Lord came forth, and I addressed this a couple of weeks ago on the WebEx meeting, but the word of the Lord, how God established the word in the church and how he sets things in order. And, and one of the things 
that I want to see, and there's two things I'm going to address right here today that you can bank on this year. Number one is that you're going to learn in a greater way how to live by the love of God and not by fear. And what I mean by that is this. Have you ever been in a position where you have done things for God out of fear? Fear of being left out? Fear of not making it? Things like that? Fear of not understanding? But you could possibly be in a fear of not seeing God. That's true, isn't it, Julie? You don't want to do that. You want to, you want to see God by love, right? So uh, when you set your heart this year for the will of God, set your heart to love God. And there's an interesting thing. I saw an interview one time with a, with a guy who knew the law of Israel, the, the law of Moses. And you know, there's like, I think it's like 613, if I'm not mistaken, could be 618, something like that. But I think it's 13. There are 613 laws in the book, in the Bible under Moses. Did you guys know that? Like 613 that Israel was required to obey. But this guy said, he said, out of all of those, there was one that was the hardest of all of them. You know what he said? He said, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one, and you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. He said, that one, Keith, was the hardest one for everybody to follow. Isn't that interesting? And you know what? I, I heard that and I thought, boy, is that ever true? Why? Because that is spiritual, man. But loving God was something that works within. Why do you think when Jesus came, he said, I will fulfill all the law, all 613 by this one commandment. Just love God with everything you got and love your neighbor as yourself. And there you have the law. And he said, that's why. Now I've preached this, right? Over and over. And we did that class on it. But listen, this year is where you've got to see that fulfilled in you. You need to see that fulfilled in you greater than ever before. To learn to love God and not do things out of fear. Don't be afraid of the spirit world. Don't be afraid of God in a negative sense. And do not try to live your salvation by fear. Like reading your Bible more. Why? Why? Why read your Bible more? Why? Somebody tell me. Why? What's the point? To learn about Jesus? But that could be out of fear. Right? Because you desire it. Because you love him. See, there's going to be reasons that you need to learn. I, I totally agree. Our perception of fear has caused us to live for God the wrong way. Now, growing up, the old term is when I was in religion, look, there's still religion. Be careful. Don't overlook it. The thought of, of living, yeah, I'm afraid the rapture is going to take place today. So if I don't live for God, I'll be left behind. And then 
You're going to struggle with that. If I don't pray an hour today, that's what we were taught in Bible school, man. An hour a day keeps the devil away, man. What about the other 23? And so we, we get this mentality of, of living our relationship with God by fear. And it torments us at times and it stresses us out at times. And when you lay at bed in bed at night and you can't go to sleep and, because you're guilty and you're frustrated that you can't do the things for God that you want to do. How would you like to see all that go away? And God put a love for God in your heart. Whew, that's greater than anything. And the second thing, and this is going to be very important, and I'm going to dive into it this week in our teachings, Monday and Wednesday, is the rest. See, we think in all these years, we've been taught out of Hebrews 4, the rest is to, is to cease from your own works like God did from his. How many have been successful? How many of you could say, yeah, I've entered the rest? Well, I want to take you into a teaching and show you a rest that I am confident that you probably don't even know about. And when you begin to experience the rest, it is God's desire to put you in a place of rest where you have peace of mind, where you are confident in God, where you are not discouraged, where you have power with God, where you have authority, where you are sitting with God on a throne in consciousness and overcoming everything that comes against you. And we say, well, what is rest? Is it just stop working? No, 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 no. True rest is ruling and reigning with Jesus Christ. And there is a rest that the Lord has promised us that we can come into. I'm going to call you to it. I'm going to call you to it. If you love God with all your heart and don't fear what God wants to give you, you will go into a resting place and you will live for God in this life in a rest. See, think of it like this. We'll dive into all of this this week. But when God called Israel out of Egypt and gave them a promise and said, I'm going to give you a new land. This is interesting. He said, in Egypt, you were slaves. In Egypt, you were bound and told what to do. You did the work. Egypt is a place where you do the work. That's slavery. Okay? And when... He said, I'm going to call you out of that to a new land where the wells are already dug. The vine is already growing. The milk is already flowing. The water is flowing. The grapes are large. The fruit of increase is already there. Notice something here. You didn't have to do the work to get that. But when you get in this place of rest where this promised land, where you establish the word of the Lord and the word of the Lord is coming forth and all you're doing is obeying God with everything he says, you're resting. 
in that place is where all of God's works are done. In Egypt, all of your works are done. You're oppressed. But in the promised land, that's where all the works of God are done. So you could live your life doing the works of God. That's where you're in complete rest. God wants to take us, take us there. But it's more than that. It's bigger than that. I want to take you this year through the book of Revelation in a way, not all at once, but I want to begin to open up the revelation of Jesus to you in a way and cause you to see it differently. I want you to see through the eyes of the Spirit. So the day of rest has always been preached from Hebrews chapter 4. Well, I'm going to do that because I'm going to set that in order through the parable, but I also want to teach you the day of rest through the book of Revelation and show you the rest that you have been called to. And how are you going to get there? Love God. Just love God. And don't fear Him in a negative sense. Uh, Pastor Brian taught on loving God and fearing God the right way. Remember that on the WebEx? Well, if you fear God the right way, love God the right way, trust me, there's nothing going to be held back from you. Nothing. You say, what's this year going to look like? I know now. It's like somebody asked you on Sunday morning or New Year's Eve. Let's say someone asked you New Year's Eve. What is your New Year's Eve resolution? Well, I'll tell you what. Let me go to church in the morning and when I get back from there, I'll tell you. How about that? This year, you're going to learn to love God. I want that to be part of your purpose. Love God and not do things by fear. Wrong fear. Secondly, I want to rest. I mean, think about how much turmoil is in bondage. Turmoil. How many of you have wanted things so bad and when you couldn't get it, it just stressed you out. Anybody? That's bondage. That's bondage. And so, spiritually speaking, if you want God so bad that it stresses you out, what does that tell you? You're in bondage. And the thought here is to tell you at the same time, I want to propel you and motivate you and inspire you to go after God with all your heart. At the same time, I want to tell you, slow down. And what does the slow down mean? Yeah, it just means don't want God so much that you get stressed out because you're wanting him so much by your own lust. It's because you think, if I don't get certain things, I'll perish. Have I told you the opposite for years now? We've told you the opposite. If you obey the word of the Lord continually, how could you ever lack anything? Look, love God instead of being stressed out. I don't want to miss nothing. I don't want to miss nothing. You won't miss nothing if you're loving God. I'm giving you a place where I don't lord over you. And I want to provoke you to love versus 
go through the journey that we've been through for so many years where you have to be commanded so many times to do the same thing over and over and over again and still fail. How about if I teach you to love God and then you don't have to be told anything all the time by a ritual or a law. You're commanded by love. And so the idea is to take this journey of love and to say, I'm, I'm going to live for God by love. I'm going to not fear everything that comes my way in a negative, And I, I am going to learn how to rest in God. And when I rest, what a, what a place that is. I, I'm going to find the rest of God. And I'm, gonna, I'm going to live the way God told me to live. And I'm going to trust God with the rest. Because where did God ever say that this world would be perfect? Did he? No. Matter of fact, he said there'll be lots of persecution, lots of tribulation, lots of turmoil, lots of pain, lots of sorrow. Why? Because the evil heart in man doesn't know how to live for God and won't do it. So we say, well, why is God standing back? The same reason he doesn't make you live for God is the same reason he doesn't stop everything that's evil. But who are we? Who are we? Are we the body of Christ? Are we the children of the living God? Then we are given rest if we want it. And why did Israel not find rest? They didn't believe, did they? They had an evil heart of unbelief. And we'll, we'll cover that. Boy, did they have an evil heart. As a matter of fact, I'll read one scripture to you. I was reading this scripture on a plane one time. And God began to talk to me quite a bit. But I noticed something in Hebrews 3. Let me find it here. Oh, verse 10. Uh, actually, verse 9, Dave. Uh, verse 8. Seven, I like it. You got seven, it is. Oh, yeah, seven's good, right. You got it? Hebrews 3, 7. Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost says... Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts as in the provocation or the provoking, the proving, which is uh, in, uh, in the day of temptation in the wilderness. So that whole wilderness journey, he calls it a day. He says that was the testing. That was the, that was the rebellion of Israel right there in that journey, right? Don't harden your heart like that. Verse 9. When your fathers tempted me and proved me and saw my works 40 years. God was faithful. Verse 10, listen to this. Here's the one. Wherefore, I was grieved with that generation and said, they do always err in their heart and they have not known my ways. My God. Listen to that. Now he goes, oh, by the way, the next verse says, so I swear in my wrath. 
they shall not enter into my rest. That is one of the most heaviest, powerful line of scriptures that you'll see in the Bible. Because in the book of Revelation, the wrath comes against those that will not enter into the rest. And I'll tell you something. We have a call today to enter into the rest. What will stop us in verse 10? What stops us? Is it back up there? Verse 10. Put verse 10 back up there, Dave. Is it about the heart, Brad? You do err in your heart. You do err in your heart. Why do you think I want to preach so much to love God with all your heart? Get the heart right. And you will never have to worry about seeing God. You'll never have to worry about entering into the rest. You get the heart right, you will never lack anything from God. But I promise you, if you keep erring in your heart and you keep rebelling against God and you disobey God, because there's a list in this chapter. If you want to read it, go back and read Hebrews 3 and 4 again before tomorrow night and you will see there's a list. Those that are disobedient, those that are rebellious or provoking, it, it calls it. You provoke the Lord. How do you provoke the Lord? With rebellion. Those that are disobedient, those that are rebellious, and those that are unbelieving and have error in their heart. Those are the ones that God looked at and said, none of that is coming into my promise. Why? Why? How, what have I told you? It would defile the land, wasn't it? It would defile heaven. So God says, I want to fix your heart. That's the answer. That's the answer. It's like, let me heal the heart. Let me restore the heart. Let me give you a brand new one. And in this new heart, Tim, God says, by the finger of God, he writes down my laws by the Spirit. Let me write them in the heart. You know that tablet or the stone that Moses had where God wrote the law? Let's put that to the side and let's open our hands before the Lord and say, write on me. I'm the tablet now. And that's good because I'm no longer a tablet of stone. I've got a heart of flesh. See, a heart of flesh is what gets changed. We've been over this, right? Let me explain this before we go. In the temptation, what did the devil tempt Jesus with to turn to bread? Turn the stone to bread, right? And Jesus said, nope. You know why? That's under the old law. That was, that was under the law. The heart of stone, the stone tablet. But he says, when I put a new heart in you, a heart of flesh... See, flesh, when Jesus came to flesh, that was what got changed. That's what got resurrected, the body. So Jesus wouldn't say, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to resurrect a stone. I'm going to resurrect flesh. So why do I need a heart of flesh? Because you go, flesh is bad. 
Don't give me a heart of flesh. I'm trying to get rid of the flesh. Don't. Let God change it. And so in this journey here that we're, we're taking, next Sunday we're going to have communion. Isn't that awesome? I think it was March of last year that we had communion. But right now, time is flying. So we're going to make good with what the time God has given us right now. And today, I'm calling you to two things. Two things. Love the Lord with all your heart. And don't do anything out of fear. And secondly, come to the resting place. God is waiting to the resting place. Remember that dream I had so many years ago? I was in Virginia Beach living there. I was in the workplace. God sent angels to get me and put me in a place of rest. You know who I brought in there with me at that time? The man of sin. I brought him into the resting place. Well, guess what? If you bring him in, you got to learn how to overcome him. But it was in that place that I saw him for the first time. And I found him. And God began to help me cast him out of that resting place. And what God's going to do for us, man, this year is going to be awesome. It should be awesome, man. Every one of us should say this week, this is a year of God, man. This is the year where the Lord moves in me and changes my world in such a way, changes my life. And then the life of all our church people, every one of us getting changed by God, growing in the things of God. I'll tell you, it's possible. It's possible, isn't it? And so you're going to join with me? But I'll tell you what, because we live in the flesh, we do need to refocus at times. And if that's what you need, get on with it. Get refocused. And so if you're going to join with me, stand to your feet. That's always the call. And we've got, we've got such an opportunity. Such an opportunity. I'm convinced that God is working on behalf of his people. I'm convinced of it. And everything that I experience and I see, I, I know it's for what's working in me. But I also know that if we all can partake of the, that anointing that works in each one of us, oh boy, we're going to be blessed. So this year, I'd love, to see, I'd love to see new anointings rise up. I'd love to see it out of some of you. Anointings that comes forth that blesses the body. Anointings that can heal and praise God and restore and open eyes and give the word of the Lord and prophesy. That'd be awesome. Can it be done? It can all be done from a place of rest. And that's what we want to focus on. So tomorrow night, I'm going to talk about that place of rest, probably from the parable. And then Wednesday night, I'm going to talk about it from the Spirit and show you a higher level of it from the Spirit. And we'll do those two nights, in a, two Monday and Wednesday, okay? And so 
But in those teachings, I want you to come prepared because I'm going to throw some things at you. Some things you're probably not familiar with yet. And when you're not familiar with it, it's not always easy to hear when you're not familiar, especially with the book of Revelation. So I would try to, to really help in that sense to bring it together for you, okay? And I'm going to trust God with it. But we're going to put that word out there on the first Sunday of next year when we stand up here and we say, look what God did. Look what God did. Because we can look back now and say, look what God did. I want you guys to think about that. Look what God did last year. Some awesome stuff. Look what he did. Next year should be greater. So we'll need to talk about that. We will. We'll review some things of what God did. But I only had so much time today. You want to pray? If you want to join hands, join hands. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for your word today. It's been awesome. Your word is true. It doesn't fail. And going forward this year, I know you have called us to be one with you, one with you, to find the rest, to find the love of God that we could walk in and fear nothing, be conquerors and overcomers in all things. Thank you for that, Lord. Grant it to your people today in Jesus' name. Amen.